Blessed Resurrection Sunday from Bethany Lutheran in Warren, Oregon. Our text from today is from the book of Luke, the 24th chapter, beginning at the first verse through the 12th. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our gospel text today, it is the third day of Jesus' death. Because he died just hours before the start of Shabbat, his body had been put hurriedly into a tomb. Now, as morning is about to break on Sunday, the women among the disciples of Jesus go to his tomb to prepare his body properly for internment. They find the tomb open and empty. Now, what happened here? Where's the body? Who could have taken it? What do we do now? Suddenly, they see two men standing by them. But these are not ordinary men. Their clothes gleam like lightning. They're shocking to look at. The women quickly bow down with their faces to the ground in humble submission. And the two men ask them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. They add, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men to be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered Jesus' words and they hurried back to tell the apostles all that they had seen and heard. The two dazzling men at the tomb, later identified as angels, rebuke the women for doing what they're supposed to do. It was a family obligation to provide a proper burial. These women were acting as surrogate family members by bringing spices to properly prepare the body. The women were rebuked for looking for a corpse. Well, duh, they saw Jesus die they saw the body being carried into the tomb. 
they came looking for a dead Jesus. But Jesus had told his followers about his soon-to-be resurrection. As recorded in John chapter 16, verse 16, the night before he was killed, Jesus told his disciples, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me. In Luke chapter 9, verse 22, Jesus said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. In Luke chapter 18, verses 31 and 32, we read, Jesus took the twelve aside and told them, We are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled. He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. They, however, did not believe. They professed that they believed Jesus to be the Son of God, the true Messiah. Jesus told them over and over that he must die and rise again, and yet they could not believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Verses 11 and 12 say, But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The women ran back to tell the others what they had seen and what the angels said, but the others refused to believe them. Then Peter ran to the tomb to see for himself. He saw the empty burial linens. Luke tells us that Peter went home amazed at what had happened. Really? Did he believe Jesus was resurrected? I don't know. How could he believe, truly believe, that Jesus was fully restored after his crucifixion and not be bursting to tell someone? Peter went home. Jesus knew the disciples still did not quite get it. He was alive, but the disciples still thought of him as being dead. So for the original believers, Jesus came to them in the physical body to dispel their unbelief. He appeared in the midst of the grieving disciples. Jesus appeared to them in Jerusalem and later in Galilee. He walked with them. He visited with them. He ate with them. As we see further into the account of the resurrection, once they truly believed Jesus was alive and were filled with his Holy Spirit, the disciples ran to tell anyone they could that he was the Messiah, that Jesus conquered death and the grave. How about today's followers of Christ? Do we still seek the living among the dead? Do we spend more time coloring Easter eggs, hiding chocolate bunnies, and shopping for just the right Easter outfit than inviting non-believers to a church service? How many times this week will we do like Mary Magdalene and tell someone, I have seen the Lord? Did you know that the New York Stock Exchange closes for Good Friday. 
Yeah, that most secular organization offers more acknowledgement of the risen Lord than many Christians do. Have you ever thought, well, it would be easier to believe if I could see Christ like the first believers did? Well, he left signs for us. We do see him. We see him in the study of scripture, in the sharing of bread, in repeating the sacraments in remembrance of him. And yet the remembering is more than just thinking about Christ. It is representing his resurrection. People typically find faith through a personal encounter with Christ. But how will they find such an encounter if we do not show them the way? Can we say that we really believe in the resurrection of the Lord if we are not willing to tell others about it? For those of you who do not yet call yourself a Christian, for those of you Christians who have some doubts about this wild tale, please remember that Christ's resurrection is not only the promise of life after death, it is also the assurance that God's love will always move our stones away. Tombs are spaces for the dead, and too often we, be, we become content to remain in those dead places, places of deception, racism, corruption, suspicion, judgment, and fear. God continues to roll those stones away, to open those tombs, and to breathe into us new life of hope and peace. Jesus did not die and rise just for the perfect people who had life all figured out. Jesus died and rose for the people who would betray him, who would ignore his word, forget his promise, and doubt his word. He died for us. He died for you. The church is not a club for good people or the most faithful people. The church is where we with doubts and with scarred spirits gather together to remember what Christ did for us, to remind each other to say, I have seen the Lord. This story becomes the story of our resurrection. Because Christ lives, we need no longer fear death. We do not have to live in dark tombs. Because Christ lives, we live also. You probably do not remember the name Nikolai Ivanovich Bukharin. During his day, he was as powerful a man as there was on earth. A Roman communist leader, he took part in the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917, was editor of the Soviet newspaper Pravda, and was a full member of the Politburo. His works on economics and political science are still read today. There's a story told about a journey he took from Moscow to Kiev in 1930 to address a huge assembly on the subject of atheism. Addressing the crowd, he aimed his heavy artillery at Christianity, hurling insult, argument, and proof against it. An hour later, he was finished. 
He looked out at what seemed to be the smoldering ashes of men's faith. Are there any questions? Bukharin demanded. Deafening silence filled the auditorium. But then one man approached the platform and mounted the lectern standing near the communist leader. He surveyed the crowd first to the left and then to the right. Finally, he shouted the ancient greeting known well in the Russian Orthodox Church, Christ is risen. The crowd rose as one man and the response came crashing like the sound of thunder. He is risen indeed. I say to you this morning, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. I am convinced. I have faith that Christ was dead and he was buried. And I have faith that he rose from the dead and will come again in glory. Now go forth and look for where you can say, I have seen the Lord to those still locked in their tombs. This is Easter.